Welcome to Laces Out, an NFL podcast that goes over everything football. Here to talk all things football is your host Suhaib. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of this show. Yo, yo, yo. What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Laces Out. I am your host, Saheb, and today we are joined with Amin. You know, we're just going to call Friday episodes Fridays with Amin. Yes, <laughs> Amin, sir. how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing You're extra doing good. Great. Are you sure? You know, how was how was last week? You know, for It you? happens, man. I'm just numb to it. It's all right. <laughs> it is what it is. Bro, what happened? Lions, playoff contenders? Isn't that what you were, like, advocating after week? I said next year's the year. Next year's the year. That's what I've been consistent with. Next year, you know, after week two, you were kind of like pretty optimistic. I was was hyped. I was hyped, but I mean, the offense has done their part. It's just defense. We'll talk about it more, though. We'll talk about that. You're right. You're right. But man, oh man, do we have a stack show lined up for you guys? We got the usual segments, you know, giving our thoughts on Thursday night football, um, going over key storylines for the week, game predictions. But we also got a few new segments. We we got you know a betting segment. You know, give our thoughts on a few bets. A few player props, over-unders, you'll get an idea once we get to that segment. A new fantasy segment we're going to introduce. And then a new college football segment that I'm really excited to get into because, you know, it's never too early for draft, right? I mean, that's a fact. That is always a fact. <laughs> you're the, one of the first people to know that it's true. But yeah, um, before we begin and get into this very stacked episode, I just wanted to remind everyone that we are an NFL podcast that goes over everything football. So if you're a football fan, this is the podcast for you. But you can find us at Laces Out on all the major podcast platforms such as ESPN, not ESPN, oh my God, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so much more. ESPN soon, possibly. Oh, who knows, bro, With, uh, <laughs> at the rate we're going at. <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, you can find us on those major podcast platforms. You can also find us on Instagram at Laces Out NFL and then on Twitter at Laces Out NFL Pod. We really appreciate your support. All right. Let's get right into it. You know, I think before we begin, we just got to start off with breaking news. You know, Blake Bortles has retired. Oh, <laughs> this is the biggest news of the week. Legendary <laughs> game. I still can't believe, man, that 27. Every time, like, I see Blake Bortles, I remember that 2017, a, um, the championship graphic, you know, that NFL yeah. posted. Yeah. Bortles, Foles, Keenum, then Brady. And then Brady. <laughs> it's like that will forever live in my head. It's just iconic. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, kind of a, you know, all right, you know, we move on type of news. No disrespect to Blake Bortles, but hey, shout Bro, out to the guy. Bro got the bag. He got, got the bag during his career. 48 mil. I, that's, <laughs> shout out to him, bro. The man was like good for like one year and the man got 48 mil for it. That just like, it boggles my mind. But anyways, yeah, Blake Bortles retired. Just wanted to point that out there. Let's talk about the Thursday Night Football news, which surprisingly enough is going to be more boring than the Blake Bortles news. First thing, <laughs> this, this is going to be tough, but I think like yeah. these offenses, you know, as you like to say, I mean, these offenses reek. Absolutely you know. reek, man. They were <laughs> atrocious watching that on Thursday. It's like with multiple E's, they reek. <laughs> no touchdowns scored. And, you know, punters were the MVPs. Kickers were the MVPs. It's just an all, it was just the worst game you can, of the season by far. My you know, God. both teams, high expectations heading into the season. And they just absolutely just, I don't know, man. It's just, I'm not even going to talk about the offense anymore. Defensively, if you like defensive battles, this was the best game for you. Colts defense, four sacks, two interceptions, which were both in the red zone, which we'll talk about in a bit. And then the Broncos defense, six sacks, two interceptions as well. It's like defensively, both teams are like amongst the league's best. Offensively, not so much. And I feel like the turning point in this game was Russell Wilson's indecision, especially in the red zone. You know, we talk about the Colts getting two interceptions, being in the red zone. They were at crucial times in the game. If If I'm not mistaken, they were both in the fourth quarter. I know the second one was. Uh, I think so. If I'm not, I, I think so. I'm not. I'm not too sure. I know one of them was. But one of them was, yeah. and then the first one. I don't know if it was in the fourth quarter or not, but oh, I remember no. it was like a Russell Wilson fadeaway throw to yeah. like you know to the cold safety. I don't even know who to the nearest nobody. receiver was, <laughs> but like it's just plays like that really was the difference maker in a game where both offenses couldn't get anything going, 
it just it just okay let's just get right into it i, I can't talk this, yeah. this game really hurts my head yep. on the cold side of the ball matt ryan experiment it hasn't worked as they thought it would is it too is it far enough has it gone to the point where like you can call this move like you know a failed move for the indianapolis colts i think you have because what matt ryan's purpose is to be is just less turnover version of Carson Wentz. That's all you wanted last year. That would have got you into the playoffs and then you would have had a chance from there. So all you needed from Matt Ryan was, okay, just do your thing. Don't do stupid mistakes and let the defense and the run game ball out. And it hasn't happened, man. He's been putting, I think he leads the league in turnovers. He has 10 turnovers, three fumbles, seven picks. So yeah, (laughs) he's been doing the complete opposite of that. As you said, like they brought him in to be a, to protect the football, you know, they kind of sacrificed Carson Wentz mobility in order to get that. And now you're getting a more turnover prone QB who's less mobile than Carson Wentz. And it just, it, it's, this plan has backfired on the Colts. This plan is what's going to get Frank Reich fired. This yeah. plan could possibly be the end of what's their GM's name. It could Chris be the Ballard. end of him. Chris Ballard, you know, his lack of aggressiveness, his lack of finding a QB is, does that fall on the coach? Does that fall on the GM? Maybe they're connected. It just, yeah. This I feel like this this move has a ton of massive implications on the Colts in the long run and specifically in the short run as well. Short run, they they don't they haven't they haven't like lived up to the expectations. Long run, you know, this could cost the jobs of you know a lot of people in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Is that too far fetched or <laughs> it's like I don't it's know? Not, it's not too far fetched because you're supposed to win the division pretty pretty handily and it's a struggle right now and like all the teams they have see south look bad which is fortunate for the colts but you're not doing anything to separate yourself so yeah you got to start blaming some people and you took and you took a risk going for matt ryan and when you had carson wentz who was cheaper and yeah. you know younger more mobile m- more modern you can say yeah and this risk has completely backfired and it's crazy to think the colts won and we're talking about them as if, like, you know, they got yeah. demolished. Yeah, they, they still won the game. Which leads me to my point. Yep. They did. They played so bad, yet they won. And that is due to the fact that Russell Wilson has not cooked. <laughs> Man, just let me just put it this way. He made reads you wouldn't expect from, like, a guy that's paid, what is he, top five paid QB in the league? Yeah. I know the man's paid, like, $245 million guaranteed, but, you know. That's that's just stupid. Anyways, two picks in the red zone. We talked about one, the fadeaway throw that we said, and then the other one was just straight to Gilmore, who, by the way, man, shout out Gilmore. The man he lights the man, out. He was awesome yesterday. Exactly. You brought up a really good point. It's like, you know, he's he hasn't been like the same cornerback he was like, except like the last game, he kind of put himself back on the map as one of the yeah. top cornerbacks in the league. But anyways, that's – we already shouted out the Colts defense. Time to slander Russell Wilson. He also missed um, KJ Hamler, who was wide open on the last play. I don't know if you got to take a look at that, but I saw that. I saw it. I feel like everyone saw that. And the only person that didn't see that was Russell Wilson. Yep. But it's just going back to the point, it's just throws like that, reads like that, like those three plays that I just said are really like, you know, maybe if it was week one, I'd understand. Week two, I'd understand. But we're in week five. The men's had almost a full month. Because we, we used, like, oh, the man didn't play preseason, right? Yeah. You know, pre, no preseason, new team, new head coach, new everything. I understand that. But it's week five. You're paid as a top 10, top five QB. I'm not so sure. but And you're performing like a guy that shouldn't be even a starting caliber qu- quarterback. What are your thoughts on, like, Russell Wilson, bro? Because, like, it's I'm not even that he's making early season mistakes. He's making rookie mistakes. And it's not a, a Super Bowl winning QB. That's not something that you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be able to – take this Broncos team to the next level. This is all the Broncos needed. They had the defense in place. They had the skill positions. They just needed the stud QB on offense to be able to do his thing and make them a threat. And you're holding them back. You're, it's basically the same QB, QB plays last year, but in a way more long-term deal, which is confusing to me. Did you argue it's worse than last year's? You could make the case, but it was, it was still bad last year. It was <laughs> so, bad. And like, yeah, they've gotten worse. Think about that. Offensively, they're, I think their last, their last, either them or the Colts are last. You know, they're both. So the Broncos are thirtieth. My bad. The Broncos are thirtieth in scoring. Colts are last in scoring. Kind of shows where the where these wow. offenses are. 
And mind you, these offenses have premier playmakers. Yes, Jonathan Taylor was there, but they still got Michael Pittman. They got Alec Pierce. They got Philip Lindsay. Played good a, yesterday. Yeah, yeah who, they got Philip Lindsay, who's a relatively solid like NFL back. That's no excuse for them to not score a touchdown. Yes. Ignore the Philip Lindsay take. I seen like kind of give a weird face. I was like, it's not anymore. But Re- it's all right. Regardless, regardless, Still though, for them yeah. not to score a touchdown, that's it. That's bad. And then Russell Wilson, who has Corlin Sun, Jerry Judy, Melvin Gordon, um, KJ Hamler, you know, an explosive playmaker, and for them to not even to not score above ten points, it's it's just I don't know, man. I just feel sorry for Broncos fans, and it it's it's not like it gets better anytime soon. Russell Wilson, just a reminder, Broncos fans, I'm sorry, but he's under contract for the next seven years. You know, however, there's a potential out in 2026. Woo. The thing, <laughs> there's a catch. 31.2 million dead cap if you get that out. Yeah. But then again, starting 2027, he has a cap hit of, for the next three years after 2027, 58, 53, 54 million, respectively. Oh, <laughs> God, it just doesn't get better for Denver unless Russell Wilson improves, which based off what I've seen the first month, I don't see that changing anytime soon. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just, that a 30 plus year old QB is going to get better. Like yeah. with a new, new system. So I don't know, man. I don't know. It's more likely he regresses than improves. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, if there's something you can look at from a Denver point of view, you know, in regards to Russell Wilson's trajectory, is it, a head coaching thing with Denver. I think it's both. It's it's head coaching and it's QB thing, which is it's crazy to say because those were the two positions that needed the most improvement for them, and that's what's holding them back this year in specific. And you look at Hackett, all he had to do on the Russell Wilson second pick, the one that was to Gilmore, mm-hmm. all he had to do on that was just run the ball, run the clock out, and then that's it. They win the game easily. It was nine to nine. They just needed to kick a field goal, and that's it. No, it wasn't. It was it was nine to six. Or it was nine to six, and then came yeah. another field goal with the way this game was going, yeah. and you win the game. And look what the Colts did. Got to overtime, and they took it from you. And it's it's just, speaking of Hackett, you know, his indecisiveness. You know, the, the man said he was given the green light to go for on a fourth down. Is he the head coach or what? Like, I'm trying to understand, like, what's going on. He still on thinks the... he's the offensive coordinator with Aaron Rodgers there to carry him. With him. <laughs> that's how it works. And that says a lot. You say Aaron now. Rodgers carried him. That says a exactly. lot of how, like. Yeah, how bad he's been. Oh, my God, bro. And, you know, it doesn't get better from the Indianapolis point of view. Frank Reich, he's such a weird coach because he has these, like, these runs where, like, his offense looks good. You know, they were the best rushing attack in the league. And then he has these, like, you know, moments, like, especially early on in the season where the offense just sputters and they just, he blow, they blow, like, these type of games where they just, you expect them to win. And they just start off slow and then it just yeah. goes away from them. Our, okay. Let's let's end it off with this because you know this Thursday night football game is terrible. I don't want to go into tangent with these games, but um, Hacker or Frank Reich, who's most likely to get fired? The next coach to get fired. Oh, it's kind of sad because Hacker is a first year head coach. Hacker's a one year coach, and this is a legitimate discussion to me. And here we go. Oh, ah, I'll say I'll say Hacker. Why not? I'll say Hacker <laughs> because you got to get out of that situation right now. He's looked absolutely way out of his league. You need to. If you're the Broncos, in order to maximize Russ's championship window, which I know he's looked terrible, but he's an agent QB, you need to maximize the window. You got to get someone who actually knows what they're doing on offense, and Hackett has not proven to be that. I'm At least go. with Frank Reich. Wait, here, I'll just say okay, this about Frank Reich. At least what you can say with him is he usually starts slow, then somehow, like, middle to end of the season, he finds a way to pick it up. So Frank Reich at least has that previous, you know, experience mm-hmm. and proof of completing it. Hackett, it's looked terrible. It's looked rough. No, yeah, I understand. I'm going to go with Frank Reich. And the reason, the reason being, you know, you know, I'm kind of using your argument in a different way. However, he's had more time. This is what his fourth year. This was expected to be the year fourth, fifth year. This was expected to be the year he takes that next step and leads the Colts to a contention level. Cause that defense is a Super Bowl defense, Super Bowl caliber defense. I will live by that. Yeah. That defense is a super, they have showed, they have showed that the first few weeks without their star linebacker, mind you. Look at what they limited Mahomes and the Chiefs to the game before. That's what I'm saying. They before. they practically won that game. That defense practically won that game. They did, yeah. And it's just we've seen what the Chiefs have been doing to all these teams offensively, especially. However, yeah. back to my point, Frank Reich has had more time. He took, as I said, he took a risk with Matt Ryan. 
you know, instead of Carson Wentz. And that experiment has backfired so bad to where it, I feel like that would be the, that's going to be the reason that he loses his job that's sooner. Because yeah. going for Matt Ryan really shortened his leash. And, you know, as much as they don't admit this, the GM will cut ties with the head coach blaming it on him. Mm-hmm. And I just see like that end up that ending up being the situation out in Indianapolis. That is fair. Yeah. So like, I, although heck it has been terrible. I just feel like Frank Reich yeah. has just had more time and I feel like he's more likely to get fired next. Yeah, I get it. Like with like the NFL, you know how it usually is the more time you get and you still yeah. haven't done anything, then you're going to get fired. So yeah. I get your point makes more sense. Honestly, but at the end of the day, it, the heck is said. atrocious. Yeah. It's, it's still said this is even a debate and it's a yeah. legitimate debate. Yeah. But, you know, whatever that, that game's that, you know, that game's dusted and done with, you know, thank God. But, you know, <laughs> next week, Washington versus Chicago, it doesn't get any better. <laughs> Whoever comes out with these primetime games, though, <laughs> I, they need to get fired, man. Because there may be it. even less points scored in that game. So think about that real quick. It's kind of sad <laughs> to think about, man. But My let's God. just move on before, like, you know, I just lose brain cells from this game. Yep. But let's move on to the next. Let's move on to the next segment. Key storylines, you know. Although that you know really left a sour taste in our mouths for uh, week five. That you know, it's, it has some bigger matchups. You know, I'm really looking forward to this uh, week five slate that has, you know, that Sunday night football matchup that we've been waiting that we've been looking forward to before the season began. Joe Burrow versus Lamar. Shall I say more? Two of the top QBs in the league. Yeah. Both teams that were favorites heading into the division and both teams that still have all to play for in that division. Bengals are starting to get back on track. We've seen them. They start off 0-2, and now they're 2-2. and And then the Ravens coming off a disappointing loss. You know, it doesn't get better than that. Sunday night football, I, I'm just I'm just excited to see that matchup. And then sticking with AFC North, the first official start for Kenny Pickett. You know, we kind of seen him um, in the second half against the Jets. Um but now he goes up against the Buffalo Bills. That is going to be in a, a tough matchup. Yep. And then out in the NFC North, Lions go up against their former head coach, Matt Patricia. I'll get yep. your thoughts. Don't worry on these uh, storylines in a bit. Yeah. And then we also got former Niners coordinators going head-to-head and Mike McDaniel and Robert Saleh. And then, you know, we move on to the next, set of, uh, next slate of games. The Eagles put their undefeated streak on the line in Arizona. That's a storyline to keep an eye on. And then the Raiders looking to get revenge after getting outplayed in both games versus the Chiefs, which is going to be really interesting. I, I'm really intrigued to see that game. And then um, we'll go over a few must wins. So back to the Sunday night football matchup. Um, as I said, you know, Ravens, Bengals, Burrow, Lamar. What is the biggest thing you're looking for in this game? I'm looking for an exciting shootout primetime game. I'm so excited for this game. Bengals are trending on the way up. Baltimore is kind of trending on the way down, but they've still shown. Look at Miami, Buffalo. They're competitive with these top teams, and honestly, they should have beat both those teams. So, okay, they're this is going to be an exciting matchup, and can't wait to see it. Okay, okay. And then as for Kenny Pickett, I kind of gave my thoughts uh, on him. You know, it was kind of a mixed review. You know, for his yeah. um debut, what did you see in Kenny Pickett that you feel like that you liked and you didn't like? Let's leave it. At I like. I liked more than I didn't like about him. Okay. Like, yeah, he threw three picks, but I really liked the mobility and the ability to keep a play going. He The play never dies like Trubisky. It doesn't die right away once the once he gets any sort of pressure in his face. So with Pickett, he can extend a play, can keep it going, and I'm excited to see. Unfortunately, Buffalo, that's going to be an impossible feat for oh, yeah. a rookie QB to win. At Buffalo, but, too. At Buffalo's, but I'm excited for the future of the Steelers. I'll just say that. All right. I'm excited. I, I gave my opinions on Kenny Pickett in the last episode. If you haven't yet, check that out. Yep. Um, next storyline, Lions, Matt Patricia. This leaves a sour taste in your mouth, I mean. But, you know, God, this is man. this is a safe zone, I mean. You know, this is where you, you know, fully, you know, get over it. Okay. So, Lions <laughs> defense has allowed 35 points per game. The Patriots offense is coming in with third-string QB, Bailey Zapp, who was a fourth-round pick for the Patriots. That's my boy. No, no skill position weapons whatsoever. They're – Entire offense reeks besides the offensive line and potentially the run game. With multiple E's? Reeks. Yes, it does. <laughs> and speaking of reeks, their offensive coordinator is Matt Patricia, who is a defensive-minded coach who can't coach defense. So I guess they decided, all right, let's throw them on offense. So if these three things combine to lead the Patriots to outscore the Lions offense, I don't even care if it's like 20-plus. They shouldn't be able to get that, which I can't say the Lions will stop them, but they should not be able to get that. So. If they do, if they do get it and they 
outscore the Lions and beat them, then you got to start worrying about this Lions defense, Aaron Glenn, and like the future of the Lions, like on the yeah. defensive side of the ball, you know, because the offense looked good, but defensive side of the ball has been just uh, saying. I mean, the benchmark uh-oh. benchmark is seventeen points. <laughs> no one will get that besides us, but benchmark is seventeen <laughs> points. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> but um, Lions, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be a really interesting game. Yeah. <laughs> For you, at least, not for anyone else. Anyways, oh, it's a boring game. <laughs> it's a boring game. Else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, any, other than that, you know, other game, Jets, um, Jets, Dolphins, Mike McDaniel, first year head coach, Robert Sauce, second year head coach, yeah. former Niners coordinators going head to head. That's going to be fun to watch. And then the Eagles, your Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts is your guy. He's, he's been you know, it up. <laughs> what are you looking forward to the most in that game? Are you like, you know, expecting a dominant game or... Yeah, so the Eagles, if you look at them, the thing that people could say about them is, oh, the competition hasn't been all that good. Like, they've been blowing out pretty mediocre teams for the most part. So Arizona is a high-scoring offense. They haven't been that good this year, but they're high-scoring offense, and this is going to be a good test for the Eagles offense to see if they can match that air raid offense the Eagles. So I'm excited to see if Hertz can keep up the the fast-paced, high-scoring offense that he's been doing. Yeah, and... um you can argue this is their like biggest test yeah. of the season so far. Minnesota was a good team. However, that was at Philadelphia. This is a road game against a, you know, should be a better offense. However, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see because <clears throat> the Eagles started to show signs of weakness last game. And it, did, two yeah. teams start to figure them out. That's going to be really, really interesting to keep an eye yeah, on. That's the scary thing, though, with the Eagles. Their offense was looking terrible in that first half versus Jacksonville. But the defense, they came to play, man, and they've that's been doing that all season long. So, and that Woo. that's that's a sign of a Super Bowl contender right there. When your yeah. offense, you know, struggles a week or two, your defense picks up the slack and you still get the win. And it's just that's yeah. what that's how the Eagles are built. And you, you can know, get it done in multiple ways. That's exactly what the Eagles have proven this year. If they can, you want to pass it, we can pass it. You want to run it, we can run it. You want to right, you want yeah. a low scoring game, we can do that as well. They've Crazy. won a yeah. high scoring game. They want a low-scoring game, and they want a game where their offense has struggled, and they want a game where their defense has struggled. Wow. And we're only in week five, and they've showed that they can win every single type of matchup. But it's going to be really interesting to see how they go up against a high-powered Arizona offense that we've talked about. And then finally, the Raiders, you know, looking to get revenge after getting outplayed. You know, we no, no need to sugarcoat it. They just got dominated on both sides of the football in, all, in both of the games last year. <laughs> is, is it going to be different yeah. this year? I don't know, man. I think the Raiders have more to prove this year and more to play for. They're on, like, especially with how they started the season, every game's a, like a must win from here on out with how competitive the, the AFC West is. So I don't think they're going to look that bad, like as okay. bad as they did last year. I'll say that. Okay. You think they're going to be, a, they're going to be a bit more competitive? I think it'll be a competitive game. I okay. think so. Okay. Yeah. And then finally, you know, must win. So I came up with a list of games, you know, we'll both give um like who, which, so I'll, I'll say like teams that need must wins. And then you tell me out of the four matchups that I chose, out of yeah. the four teams that I chose, which team needs to win the most. All right. I got you. I got you. So we got Bucks, Falcons, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Washington Commanders going up against Tennessee Titans, the Arizona Cardinals going up against the Philadelphia Eagles, as we mentioned, and then the Raiders versus the Chiefs. Out of the four teams I mentioned, which team needs to win the most? This may be a surprise because it's probably the least flashy pick on here, but I'm going to say Washington because you look at their division, the NFC East that they're in. Eagles, 4-0. Cowboys, 3-1. They're going to be getting Dak Prescott back to. Giants, 3-1. If they fall to 1-4 with this loss, that and what the, the one win is being their first week of the season, it's a bad look, man. And you're going to question, like, Rivera. Should he be yep. getting fired? Are you going to change Carson Wentz out? So I think this game specifically, out of all those teams, has the most implication implications on the future of a, okay. a single team. I'm going to go Raiders for similar, for similar uh, reasoning as to what yeah. you picked. They're in the AFC West, so that's harder than the NFC East. It is, yeah. And, you know, they're one and three. This is a divisional matchup. If you want to, you know, people have, you know, just wrote, written you off, started 0-3. You want to yep. put yourself right back into the race, head into Kansas City and beat the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. Prime time doesn't nice. get better than that. And right. I feel like if they fall to one and four with a divisional loss to the Kansas City Chiefs, I think that really, really makes, I'm not going to say completely eliminates them, but really makes it, really hard on them to 
end up like in the playoff spot. It'll you be an uphill climb, a major uphill climb. Yeah. Whereas the whereas Washington, you know, you, yeah, I could have picked them, but they're in the NFC, and yeah. that's you know, it's unanimous to to think that they they're their conference is harder than, or their division is easier than the AFC easier West. Than AFC West yeah. And their whole conference as a whole is easier than the AFC. So that's why I think yeah. the Raiders need to win the most. However, Bucks is an interesting option. Bucks too, yeah. They're I was thinking there. Rams even as well. That could be another Rams good one. Rams would be another good one. Going under but 500, yeah. I feel like I feel like the Bucks, especially because they're 2-2, two and two, they're a team that had Super Bowl aspirations. And if they lose to the Falcons, that raises a lot of question marks Yeah, on the team as a whole. But yeah, those are some must-wins. Uh, that games that feature must wins from teams that are struggling to reach expectations that they had. Anyways, moving on to the next segment, notable injuries. So we got players that are out. We got players that are questionable and players that we expect to play or are going to play. Yeah. So as for players that are out includes a long list of names, most notable are Kyle Pitts, Rashad Bateman, James Winston, Michael Thomas, Bud Dupree, Trey Burks, Cameron Bray, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, Dustin Knox, by the way, the Bills have a ton of injuries, but this is just, yeah. you know, the like the top of the list. And then I think Tremaine Edmonds as well. And then wow. Jahan Dotson, Mac Jones, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Swift, DJ Chark, among others. And then players that are questionable, Jadavian Clowney. I feel like he's been questionable every week. Matt he's hasn't played yet. <laughs> David Montgomery. I think Matt, if I'm pretty sure Matt Eberfliss said it was a positive, you know, past few days. So it looks like he's expected to play. Amandre St. Brown, he's as game time decision as it gets. And then T. Higgins, who I expect to play as well. And then as for, you know, being active or being listed as active, Daniel Jones, Minka Fitzpatrick, Cam Hayward, Jair Alexander, David Bakhtiari, CeeDee Lamb, those are players that were on the injury report but are expected to play. Any of those, you know, you deem the most significant towards their team success this week? Uh I'll go with the New Orleans injuries, Jameis and Mike Thomas, because New Orleans is another team that really, really, really needs a win this week. They they could be one and one and four, right? If they lose, yeah, yeah, they could be one and four, and that's not a good sign for a team that you thought okay they could get into the playoffs in the NFC the week NFC this year. So mm-hmm. I'll say those two guys. Um. Okay. You. That's the, that's a solid one. And you know, I'm going with Rashad Bateman. They may have not have used them as much. They don't use them. That's the problem. The thing is, the thing is, if there's a game they'd use them, it'd probably be this game. This is going to be a shootout as well. Like, that's what we expect, right? You're going to need all your weapons. And I feel like Rashad Bateman would have been a nice, you know, kind of X factor to have in a game like this where, you know, sure, he hasn't lived up to expectations as a wide receiver one for the Ravens. However, this game could have been the game where he broke out and solidified himself in the wide receiver one. I'd I'd want to go bold with it. That's fair. Yeah. But... That is, those are the injury lists with that in mind. I mean, <laughs> let's get right into the game predictions. And you know what? Right. For the heck of it, let's just do something new this week. Let's cue the music. Let's go. All right. Do it. I mean, Giants, Packers, London, both teams three and one. Who do you got winning this game? I got the Packers getting this. I think they just keep it going, prove that week one was a fluke. So give me Green Bay. All right. I'm going Green Bay as well. Next up, Steelers head into Buffalo. Kenny Pickett's debut. Do you see the Steelers getting an upset win? The bigger question is if they cover or not, which we will get to <laughs> later, but I'm going to say Buffalo gets this in my lock of the week too. Okay. That's yeah. kind of early, but you know, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going Buffalo yeah. as well. I'm not even going to like yeah. waste time with that. Yeah. Next up, the Chargers head into Cleveland, go up against the Cleveland Browns coming off a disappointing loss. The Chargers are two and a half point favorites. Who wins this game? Give me the Chargers here. I, the Browns could definitely do it with the run game and stuff like that. But if the Chargers want to assert their dominance that they everyone expected them to have, they got to win a game like this. So give me the Chargers. All right. I am going to go Cleveland. I just feel like Chargers have Ooh. been really inconsistent. They're dealing with a ton of injuries. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go with Cleveland. Like and it. yeah, give me Cleveland. Next up, Chicago heads into Minnesota and to take on the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are seven and a half point favorites. Who do you have one in this game? I'm going to take Minnesota with great offense. And until Chicago can prove that they could slightly throw the ball, I'm not picking them ever again. So, yeah, Minnesota. All right. I also go Minnesota. Lions-Patriots at Gillette Stadium. Patriots, as we all know, missing Mac Jones, missing Brian Hoyer. Does that impact your pick or does that, like, you know, change it? If we don't win next week, I'm going to come on this episode (laughs) raging. So, Lions, Lions, just 
against lions. That's, that's I, it. I want to pick against like my gut tells me to pick against the lions, but I just can't. They have to win they, this. They have to win, right? They have to. Give me the There's lions. No reason not to, man. Give me the lions winning this game. Yeah. I just don't think the Patriots, as bad as the Lions' defense is, I just don't see them matching up, you know, in a shootout with the Lions, which I think that they're more than capable of doing offensively. Yeah. Moving on. Seattle Seahawks, New Orleans Saints. Saints need a win. They're 1-3. and three. Seattle Seahawks are 2-2, two and two, surprising many. Saints are surprisingly five-and-a-half-point favorites. Do you, wow. think they, do you think they win this game? I don't know how they're five and a half point favorites. It's a lot, especially with what we saw Seattle do last week. I know it's yep. against Lions defense, but yep. they still looked relatively good. So I'm gonna say Gino and Seattle keep it up. You need to. All right, it. I am gonna go New Orleans. I just feel like a home game. You have to win this game, and I feel like Seattle's defense is really susceptible. You know, they they're really not that good, and they're really the weakness of this team. Yeah. And I feel like that New Orleans Saints will exploit that, and I think they get Alvin Kamara going. I think this is his breakout game. Saints win this game in in New Orleans. Nice. Moving on to the next game. Miami Dolphins, New York Jets. This is a tough one, man. This is a tough one. Teddy Bridgewater playing. But I think Mike McDaniel cooks up something good enough to get the Dolphins by with their defense and solid run performance. So give me Miami. Okay. Give me my upset pick. I'm going with New York Jets. I think Zach Wilson showed just enough that he can be a starting QB in the NFL in this league. And... And, then, and Miami's just dealing with too much injuries. Tua, you know, Tua's out, as we all know. Ty- Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, they're dealing with injuries. We don't know if they're 100% or not. That's true. I am going to go with New York. Give me the give me the New York Jets winning like, this game. Like and my upset pick of the week. Next game, Atlanta Falcons, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay looks to get their season back on track in a relatively perfect get-back game for Tom Brady. Do you see Tampa Bay winning this game? For the reasons that you just said, this is the perfect comeback game. You got to get your offense right. So give me the Bucks. All right. I am going Bucks as well. Yeah. Next game, Tennessee, Washington. As we said earlier, this is a must win game for Washington. Yep. I think they lose this game. What do you think of me? I think they get this game. I think they win it with a great defensive performance because, like I said, Washington need absolutely needs this win. So give me the commanders. All right. So we disagree with that one. Yep. Next game, the. <laughs> You got to say this right. The Houston Texans going up against the number one seeded Jacksonville Jaguars in yes, the AFC they South. Are. They are seven point favorites in this game. Jeez. <laughs> Do you have them winning this game? I mean, this is my upset of the week, man. Give me the Texans giving the dub here. Nice divisional matchup. I believe in Houston, man. Riding with right. the Texans. All right. I'm going with Jacksonville, bro. Number one yeah. seeded in the they've the, looked They've looked awesome. The number, one seed, the number one seeded Jacksonville Jaguars. Give me Jacksonville winning this game. Yeah. Moving on to the next game, and what I seem like a team that has had like a home game every week of the season to start in my in my eyes, but the Carolina Panthers welcome the 49ers into their home. San Fran, six point six and a half point favorite. Do you see them winning this game? All these home games can't save you from what the Niners are about to do defensively <laughs> to this team. So give me San Fran. Yeah, I just feel like San Fran just completely suffocates them on the defensive end. However, I want to make it my lock of the week, but I'm not because of Carolina's defense and what they can do to San Francisco. But I still think San Francisco wins this game pretty convincingly. I like it. it. The next game, Dallas Cowboys, five and a half point underdogs to the Los Angeles Rams. Does does that spread affect your your prediction? Or you're not going to let that? That's a stupid spread. I don't know what the Rams have proven to you to be able to be that confident in, in them. And in fact, I'm picking the Cowboys here. Defensively, they look good. Cooper Rush keeps it going, man. All right. Yeah. All right. The um, I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams. I just feel like the Rams defense will be a defense on like Cooper Rush has faced this season so far. That's true. And Cincinnati was a good test for him. However, you know, he he was up and down with that. I just feel like the Rams at Los Angeles in front of their home crowd. I feel like they get it done. Next game, Philadelphia Eagles. We talked about them earlier, but do they keep their undefeated streak alive against the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona? Yeah, I'm going to say they do it. Philly goes into Arizona, gets it done, outperforms them offensively, an ice area offense, and legitimizes their 5-0 and record is what All it right. would be. I am going to go Philly as well. I feel like yep. this is a game where they solidify themselves as NFC favorites, and Cliff Kingsbury's seat just gets hotter. Yeah. It's going to be a really big game for both teams. And then the primetime games, Sunday Night Football, Bengals, Ravens, Burrow, Lamar. I'm going to keep saying that over and over again. Just... It's such an exciting game to look forward to. 
Who do you have winning this game? Bengals are streaking. Ravens are going down. Give me the Bengals to get it done offensively. It's going to be a nice, high-scoring game, I think. But I think Cincinnati gets it when it matters most. Give me Baltimore. I think they bounce back. They have trailed for only, what was it, 10 minutes or something? There's this impressive stat. Really? They've only trailed for like 10 minutes the entire, the entire season. They're 2-2, two and two, surprisingly. However, I just feel like Baltimore finally finishes the game. They can't lose. They can't lose back-to-back games, right? It could happen. They're two great teams that they're facing. So it's it's gonna be a really fun one, but give me Baltimore winning that game. It's been a brutal schedule for Baltimore, by the way. Cincinnati, Buffalo. Don't, don't say it. Miami. Don't say it. There it is. Miami, Miami's look good, dog. Miami's look good. <laughs> there it is. Miami has looked good. Anyways, when two moving, on to, moving on to the next game. Monday yeah. night football. Raiders, Chiefs. Give me my upset pick of the week. Ooh. I mean, my second you upset pick of the week. Yeah. I know my son. I mean, you know, my second upset pick, but give me Las Vegas winning this game over the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's go for it, bro. I like it. I like that one a lot, but Mahomes just looked way too good for me to pick against them. So Mahomes and the Chiefs. Okay. Okay. And that really and that concludes our game prediction segment. Let us know your game predictions, who you think wins and whatnot. But yeah. And then Who's your for, lock of the week? Oh, my yeah. lock of the week is Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Tampa Bay. But yeah, that wraps up that segment. And now time to introduce the new segments, which I'm really excited to get into. First segment, or the first segment I'm going to introduce is the betting segment. So it's, you know, split into two parts. The first one, the first mini segment for this is called, do they cover? I'll go game. I'll go over a few games, tell you the spread I mean, and then we'll both give our opinions on whether these teams cover. And then the next part of the segment is, you know, I, I seen a few player props and I wanted to just give our thoughts on on those player props as well. And then over and under for certain games, and you let me know if they're if you think the games end with the over and then under. You guys will get the hang of it as we move along. Let's start off with the Philadelphia Eagles and Arizona Cardinals. Eagles are five-point favorites. Do they cover? I mean, yes or no? I think they cover. Their offense has looked way too good, and the Cardinals' defense will not be able to match that. So, yeah, Philly okay. covers. I have Eagles covering as well. Yep. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 10-point favorites. Do they cover? That's a lot. And Atlanta has like been kind of like they've been kind of tough to put away. So I'm gonna say they don't cover. Okay. Divisional game too. So yeah. I think Tampa Bay, I think Tampa Bay covers. Yeah, it's real lock of the week. So I think they I think they cover. They had they have to do it. So it's just yeah, give me Tampa Bay covering. Rams minus five and a half. I mean, you have Dallas winning. I am going to say that the Rams cover and obviously because i pick cowboys you know no yeah um jacksonville jaguars seven point favorites you said you picked houston so you don't and, think so yeah. <laughs> yep. but i i think they cover i think they you know they continue their their hot start to the season and then yep. <laughs> the million dollar question the biggest spread <laughs> of the week <laughs> 14 points is so crazy and the fact that it's a debate is sad that's so crazy. Well, I'm going to cry, man. I'm going to cry. Just just for jokes, I guess I'll say yeah. They're, they're, it's very unlikely that they cover a 14-point spread, but I'm going to say yeah, they do it. You know There's... what? I'm going to show some pride in my team. No. There you go. I like Give me, it. Let's go. Kenny Pickett, man. Kenny Pickett is going to go into Buffalo. Let's go, man. Nice. Uh, you know, that was, just a quick, that was just a quick introduction to the segment. You know, maybe we'll change it as we move on to different weeks, but that's just our thoughts on a few of these games and do they cover. This one is going to be a bit more interesting, though. Over under. So we're going to start with player props, and then we'll move into the games. Yeah. So I got two for the certain player, Carson Wentz. I've seen these two props, and I wanted to get your opinion on this. So the first one, 236 and a half passing yards over under. I think under. He's, yeah. He's, this guy's it, looked horrible all year. So You haven't won in this game, though. Huh? I do, but I told you, I think it's the, a defensive performance. Okay. So, okay. I don't think so. And then one and a half passing touchdowns. Passing touchdowns could be more likely. Okay. I'll say, yeah, I say he gets two. Okay. I'm going to go over on both. I think this is a good, good bad game for Carson Wentz. However, they still lose the game. That's that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. Um, and then the next one, Aaron Jones. His, uh, his over-under is set at 57 and a half rushing yards. Seems like a pretty straightforward one, right? Then you remember oh, he's in a committee. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> do you, are you taking the over or are you taking the under? Uh, I'm going to take 
the over because it's either he he does it or he doesn't, and it's a Dylan game. So I'm gonna say this is a Jones game this week. So okay. yeah, I'll say oh, it's over. I am gonna go over as well. The Giants defense really does inspire me with confidence, and the Packers just run all day. So I'm gonna go over. Yeah. Yeah. Next one. I can't believe we're saying this week five into the season, but DJ Moore, four and a half receptions over under. I'm going under, man. That Niners defense has been stingy. So it's, I'm going it's, under. Been re- it's been insane. And I think yeah. even if they weren't versus the Niners, I'd still go under. That offense has that's been good, really bad. Point. Yeah. <laughs> but give me the under for that. Okay. Yeah. Now for games. Steelers Bills is set at 45 and a half. There isn't an issue with the Bills scoring, right? It's will the, Pits, will the Pittsburgh Steelers score enough for them to reach. Bro, honestly, the Bills could reach this on their own. But, is, you know, we're not going to talk about that because, you know, that's just going to hurt me some more. But <laughs> Steelers, Bills, 45 and a half, over, under. Are you taking it? I'm going to say I'm gonna say over, man. I'm going to say because the Bills are missing a lot on defense. So I'll say Steelers score enough to make it over. But Buffalo still smokes them. Okay. You want, you want to see something bold? Yeah. I'm going, I'm going under. Like I, think, I, like I think it's going to be a, like a little, like, you know, lower scoring. Low score game. But, um, but yeah, I'm going to go under. Nice. Now, this one was surprising. Bears versus Vikings, 44, because the Bears offense just absolutely word of the day reeks. <laughs> and yeah. the Vikings offense has been really up on and off. Yeah. I, I just don't think the Vikings could score 44, so I'm going to go under. I think Vikings could get like 30 of this, 35 of this, and I still wouldn't pick the Bears to cover the rest. That's so the That's I'm the going thing. under, man. <laughs> it's It's under regardless, man. Yeah. All right, and we said we were going to come back to this, but Lions, Pats, 45 and a half. Oh, I have to pick the over because I have no confidence in our defense. Yeah, I have to pick the over because I can't cover anybody. I'm going to go on. I'm going to go under. Ooh, you know, really? I think the line, the Pats offense just absolutely stinks, and then the Pats defense is good, so I think they'll limit your offense a bit. So that's fair enough. And you're yeah. dealing with uh, a few injuries as well. Yeah. But, yeah. That is that is my pick for that game. And then finally, Raiders Chiefs. This was the highest of, of the season so far. Season a wow. season or week? You know, I'm, I'm not so sure about that one. But it's 51 and a half. Yeah. It's at least a week. I know that yeah. for a fact. Yeah. 51 and a half. Are you taking the over or are you taking the under? I want to see a good game. So I'm going with the over on this one. I want to see a shootout between two offenses that have the potential to be really up high up there. Okay. I'm going to go over as well. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. That's the only way the Raiders are going to beat the Chiefs. I don't see them stopping them defensively, so I'm going to go over as well. But yeah. that is it for that segment. You know, let us know what you think. We're, we're going to change this up a bit. You know, it's just the start. We're trying to, like, see different things at work. But that is that is a potential segment. That is a potential thing that we'll do for that betting segment. But this betting segment, the fantasy segment, they'll all stay. Yeah. And then fantasy segment, I am going to give a few players. You're going to give a few players for each. The starts. We're going to go over starts. We're going to go over sits of the week and then sleepers of the week. I'll give two, you give two, you give two, and we'll so on and so forth. So my you. two starts of are, you know, Drake London. You know, he's the only receiver for the Falcons. I don't need to explain that. And then Joe Burrow. The Ravens defense has struggled. And yeah. I feel like Joe Burrow, with all the weapons he has, has a big game. You got to start both of those players. Yep, yep. And I'm going to go with Darren Waller. Raiders need this. And Darren Waller is a big option that could – get some red zone points for them and Niners defense. They're going to put up like 20 this game against a, a terrible Panthers offense so far and Panthers pass game more specifically. You almost used the word of the day. Reeks. I was about <laughs> to say reeks. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'll just not use it this time. <laughs> but yeah, the, those are the, our starts for the week. Our sits for the week. <laughs> I'm going to go Najee Harris. Yeah. You got to. I have to, bro. That 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 running game isn't as strong, and they're going up against one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the league. And then Rashad Penny. So two running backs, Rashad Penny going up against the Saints defense. They're really good against the run. Yeah. Who are you going with? I mean, I'm gonna go with DJ Moore, who we said he's he's not even gonna get over four and a half receptions. So <laughs> against a stingy Niners defense, definitely a sit of the week. And then another one. Like I said, I really trust the Eagles' offense and what they're proven, so I'm sitting the Cardinals' defense. Okay, okay. So those are our sits for the, for the week, and then yep. a few potential sleepers. So if you know you're you're you like need a guy to you know to replace an injured player on your team, you know in the quarterback position, I am yep. gonna go with Andy Dolan. He's going up against a Seattle defense that has re- you know re- been struggling. To, you know they have a ton of young guys. However, I just feel like the Saints 
with Alvin Kamara, Chris Olave, I feel like that offense will be Andy Dalton is set up to succeed in that in that in this game. And then I'm gonna go with uh, surprise, surprise, Cowboys defense Ooh. going up against the Rams offense that you know has struggled like to start it. the year. The yeah. offensive line has been really bad, and the Cowboys defense has been the surprise of the season so far for them. And I feel like if you really need you know to go with a you know boomer bust defense, I feel like the Dallas Cowboys would be a really solid option. I like that one a lot. I'm gonna go with I have been roasting the Steelers a lot this episode, but I'll I'll be I'll be frank here. I'll be honest. George Pickens, Pickett to Pickens has looked like something that's going to be there for the next five years. So I really believe in it getting started this game against a Buffalo team who is dealing with a lot of injuries in that secondary. So George Pickens, sleeper play. And another one, you kind of got to monitor the situation for this week, but it could be like a future play for these next three weeks because Cordell Patterson has been placed on the IR. So mm-hmm. Tyler Eldrier, Caleb Huntley, I'll say this about Eldrier. He's been getting the bulk of this bulk of the snaps he's getting the first second down snaps Caleb Huntley was actually getting more of the goal line snaps so you got to monitor that accordingly but that could be possible flex play either one of those guys oh yeah for sure I mean it's it's just the first week I don't really know because you know we don't know who's going to get the bulk of the carries however as you said there's the following three weeks when Patterson's still on IR that's going to be you know potential workhorse for the next couple weeks if you need exactly which I know you needed. I mean, you know, you're. <laughs> I do. I lost DeAndre Swift to like two weeks ago, and then Javante Williams out for the year. So I need this. I picked you're up. Struggling, man. I picked up Huntley. Yeah. <laughs> you're struggling, but um, before we move on to the final college football segment, um, bold predictions for the week. You already know we got to go big or go home. Ooh. You go first. I'm gonna think of mine for a sec. All right. So. For my pick, Las Vegas. I had them beating Kansas City. Correct. Yes, you did. With that being said, Devontae Adams, 200 yards, three touchdowns. He puts up a Stephon Diggs stat Ooh. line similar to a, the Tennessee Titans. That's the only way they're going to win if he puts like up a stat it. line similar to that. And I'm, I'm going with that. Devontae Adams' breakout game. Like 200 it. yards, three touchdowns. All right. I'm going to keep this one with Texans because Texans and Jags are my upset of the week. Mills Mafia comes out strong. He puts up 300 <laughs> yards and three touchdowns against an insane Jaguars defense. So. Super Bowl prediction, but yeah, they win okay. it with Eagles. Okay, and then yeah, I don't. I'm not gonna force it. I don't have any other yeah, bold predictions for either. the week. Yeah, but yeah, that, those are our bold predictions. That is it for our mainly NFL segments. And now let's introduce the final segment, the college football segment. We'll go over games to watch, and then prospects from those respective games. Enough talking. Let's just cue the music. I mean, it's time to start some college football. First game to watch. I mean. Let's hear. All right, I'm gonna start with Utah versus UCLA. Number eight, number eleven ranked Utah at number eighteen UCLA. Hopefully their stadium can slightly fill up. But two <laughs> prospects. I'll go defensive side of the ball for Utah. Cornerback Clark Phillips. He's looked really good this season. And then running back Jack. Whoa, Zach Charbonnet. He's he your transferred guy. Over, yeah, he transferred over from Michigan and he's looked super good against UCLA with UCLA oh, man. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, that's 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 a solid one. All right. Um, my game that I, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out is Tennessee at LSU. Number eight Tennessee at number twenty-five LSU, twelve PM. It's SEC battle, you know, a top ten team going into Ban Rouge. It's gonna be an exciting matchup. And then the prospects that I have on Tennessee side of the football, offensive tackle, Darnell Wright. He's a guy that you gotta keep an eye on, especially for the offensive line needy teams. Mainly me. But <laughs> that's a guy you should keep an eye on. And then LSU, wide receiver Kayshawn. I'm probably going to butcher his last name, Boutte. Sean Boutte. Boutte, yeah, you, you probably know better than me, but the man's a complete receiver. You know, I've seen many mock drafts have him in the first round, and I watched a few of his games, and it's absolutely proven as to why he's why he's up there in the first round. And many mock drafts. receivers, man, you got to learn from past history. They've, exactly. they've proven to be successful. Next exactly. Time. So keep an eye on for that. All right, what's your game? All right, next game, I'm going to go with Texas A&M, who's currently unranked against the number one ranked Alabama team. I think this is going to be a nice game. You heard Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban going back and forth to, at the start of oh, the year. Oh, this goes back in the summer, man. Yeah, in the, it was before the start of the year, back yeah. in the summer. So I think this is going to be a good game, better than expected. But two prospects, one guy from Alabama, possible number one overall pick, Will Anderson. This guy's been electric, and I think he's going to have something to prove. So I don't even need to say anything else. This guy's... If you watch Alabama, you know who he is. 
And then I'm going to go Texas A&M side of the ball, safety slash cornerback Antonio Johnson. This guy's been a playmaker who's very athletic. He's got some speed. He's got some size on him. So he's another guy who could, who's been climbing the draft boards throughout the year. And what's crazy is like you can go Bryce Young and like so many other prospects in Alabama. On Alabama, and that's probably a first round pick. And it's crazy to think, but just for the sake of time, we just went with one each from each team. And then finally, I'm a I'm gonna wrap it up. You know who would have thought? TCU, 17th ranked TCU at 19th ranked Kansas. Kansas, by the way, you know it's not basketball. We're talking about football here, but you know a few players that you should watch. Um, on TCU's side of the football, wide receiver Quentin Johnson. He's a big physical receiver who can, you know, get you those jump balls. 6'4", you know, athletic. Just kind of tells you he fits the mold of a red zone type of receiver and the type of receiver that thrives in today's NFL. He's a guy that you should watch. I've seen a, a lot of draft boards have him going first round as well. I And I definitely see his, his, his talent matches up the hype around surrounding him. And then Kansas, the reason why they're undefeated. QB Jalen Daniels. I'm not sure if he'll declare this year, but man, this is a fun guy to watch, and I really won't be surprised if he's a first-round QB the next year. So he's a guy to yeah. he's a guy to watch, especially yep. if you're a QB need a team for the next couple of years. And then just for the sake of it, I don't have prospects from this game, but Texas Oklahoma Red River rivalry. If you're a college football fan, you know the significance of this. But that's a game that never disappoints. It's always high scoring. It's always fun to watch. But that is a fun game to watch. Quinn but Ewers yeah. coming back to stud QB for Texas. That's that's true. But yeah, that is it for this college football segment. You know, it's never too early for draft day for drafting. I mean, am I right? Oh, 100%. You already know after after last week's game, I was looking at those top 2023 defensive prospects. So it's different it. when you start scouting, you know, early on in the season. Yep. <laughs> You're, you know that too well, I mean. Exactly. But yeah, that is it for this episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed this, you know, these added segments. I really hope you guys enjoyed this new you know, format to this episode. If you guys did, let us know. We're open to, we're open for feedback, but that is it for this episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. As I said, um, where can you, um, oh my God, screwed this up. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, where can you find us? We're available on all the major podcast platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, so much more. We're also available on Instagram and Twitter. You can make game picks. You know, we have power rankings, so much other content on Instagram. Follow us at Laces Out NFL. We're also available at Laces Out NFL Pod on Twitter as well. That is it from my end. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Stay safe, stay well, and enjoy the rest of the week of football. And as always, I mean, oh, we deuces, we out of here. Let's go.